the it's daddy okay. issues are just relentless here just <laughs> absolutely <laughs> relentless hello and welcome to bothered and bewildered a buffyverse podcast with me kate kate and frankie today we are doing season two episode five of buffy reptile boy it's a juicy. <laughs> I feel like every time I'm just like, oh, unfortunately. And then I'm like, damn, do I even like this show? <laughs> Why are we doing this? <laughs> They're either really good or really bad. Like, yeah. is there such thing as a mediocre episode of Buffy? No, yes. there isn't. It's it's really like all the way up here, all the way down here, like highs and lows constantly. There's gotta I guess be we, some just straight up middle of the road. We did shit. say that episode one of this season. Was that when she was bad? Yeah. It was like very fine. That one it is wasn't fine. offensive, but it wasn't particularly like well done or constructed either. It's not. I feel like you're like perfect if we were going number one to like number 144. You're like perfect middle of the road, like 75 is like which. Like <laughs> that episode's fine, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> Not what spectacular, but it does the job. This like. is bad. <laughs> this is horrendous. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even know what we're. It, it's interesting because we had two very just like crappy monsters of the week in a row. One was completely disjointed and felt like it could have been in season one. This one does a little more to bring us back into like, okay, Buffy and Angel through line, but we still just like aren't concerned that Spike and Drusilla are running around, which is weird. And also not knowing that the anointed one is dead. This has never bothered me before, but now I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> it's weird. Feels This episode feels very like in the vein of the weird PSA type of episode that comes out a lot in like season four where it's like here's a very specific experience to this very specific age group of people except this one almost would have fit better in season four when they're in college and it's like not these like weird 22 year old boys inviting you to a party and they know you're 16 and you know they're 22 and you're being stupid I was gonna say they're not 241 so fair enough I thought you were <laughs> better allegedly better like if a fraternity guy is inviting you to his frat and you are not in college like red fucking flag and like, if you are in college don't go also, red flag. Red flag. <laughs> stay home and watch buffy instead. seriously the parties are overrated <laughs> this this we'll talk about it more but this episode did not feel like i was like this is not maybe we just didn't go to college in some wealthy ass area but this is not the kind of prep party i went to <laughs> the nice and with ritual sacrifice like i mean once they get down to the basement i'm like see nefarious activities in a basement is more what frat parties are like the rest it's, of this it's usually just like, disgusting beer coated floors bad dark music and... the floor is sticky there's Ugh. no toilet paper here oh uh, no never the bathroom door you're never getting out, Mm-mm. so you better bring a friend. <laughs> I guess we have to remember that it's like the creepy alumni, like frats, like someone's grandfather's and their grandfather and this other guy's grandfather is all probably like paying for everybody's little monogram sweaters. 
um, so that they're all posh. So yeah, Reptile Boy, season two, <laughs> episode five, aired on October 13th, 1997. Uh, Buffy and Cordelia attend a frat party where they are offered as human sacrifices to a reptile-like creature. I love when they drop the episode name in the episode. I do. I, I do. I'm going <laughs> to... I'd like to pretend that I don't, but I they they needed to because she had no good like fighting puns this time around. (laughs) So at least when she says reptile boy, it it has meaning. Fair enough, I guess. (laughs) I don't even want (laughs) to. Bobby, Xander, and Willow are hanging out at Bobby's house watching a Hindi movie. Cinder points out, despite having no money or no place to go, they're still having fun. Uh, Willow gives them the option to go out, but Buffy says she's happy to stay home and be a regular girl. Uh, she says that there have been pretty much no demons or vampires to slay, and she's happy with the apparent lack of activity at the Hellmouth. Meanwhile, a girl jumps out of a second floor, second story window of a frat house. Uh, she's chased into a cemetery by three guys wearing ceremonial robes. Uh, before she can get any farther, another guy in a ceremonial robe steps in front of her he admonishes the girl her name is Callie and asks where she's going telling her that the party is just getting started this opening scene for about three minutes I was like oh we're doing culturally offensive two weeks in a row and then I got over it because I was like oh they're just watching tv like grown chill it it does immediately feel a little awkward because you're just like why are you choosing to just make fun of an entire cultural genre when it has nothing to do, like, there's no through line in the episode of, like, any sort of connection. It's not, like, how we go to school and we learn a lesson and then it's connected. Like, we're just watching Bollywood. And I honestly forgot everything that happened in this episode outside of, like, the major couple of scenes. So I told Kate that my initial assumption was that it was, like, movie night because, like, Willow's the only one who has picked up on what's going on. And I was like, right. well, they went to Blockbuster and it was Willow's turn to pick the movie is what my first <laughs> <laughs> Willow's she got it. it. She's yeah. got it. And they're like She's braiding Willow's I hair. I feel like though they didn't go to Blockbuster. I think that there was nothing on TV and they don't have cable and they found this on some odd channel that was like coming in via satellite. Oh, that's definitely what happened because later when they're like, all right, so channel 59 uh- <laughs> later, whatever it is that Xander says. I missed that part. It was funny. <laughs> Yeah, I like, like kind of decided first if I was like, I'm like, is this offensive? And then I was like, okay, like I, I don't think I don't know. My <laughs> initial thought is that just weird. Yeah, like, who my- decided to write them making fun of it for no like it just has no value. So it was just kind of weird. But I think we are like a little bit biased coming off of Inca Mummy Girl. Yeah, like, like we're hyper traumatized. <laughs> Like, if you're watching a movie in another language, you're watching without subtitles, then there is a good chance that you're not going to fully grasp what's happening. And I think that might be what was going on here. Um, I hope that's all that was going on. Because otherwise, like, some of Xander's comments were like, "Mm, like, is this just you've bad media comprehension or, you know, so... They definitely have bad media comprehension. Like, Buffy and Xander were being so dumb and willow's following perfectly so we had willow to defend i mean <laughs> defend if she Bollywood. was what she said sounded a little bit out there to me but okay like <laughs> i don't know we'll i have to look up which movie they're watching <laughs> i honestly just really like 
watching them interact sometimes like I wasn't super I was like why is Xander touching her hair and then I was like oh they've known each other since they were five like I don't really care what's happening here no they were actually being cute like, it was it cute was, like, genuine like friends they're all like cuddle up together watching movie talking like it was nice to see Xander not flirting with Buffy you know just being like a genuine friend in that moment like you know like you all pile on top of each other and you're watching a movie and you're all talking and like it's just it was cozy it was cute I I, I did enjoy that part yeah um this chase sequence was scary uh, I'm not gonna lie to you was not having fun <laughs> it's too real it was too real it it this is one of those episodes where you don't even have to like look for the metaphor it's fucking smacking you in the face Mm -hmm. and it's uncomfortable (laughs) it's after school special yeah with special effects yeah yeah it's it's the same as witch as teacher's pet as everything where it's like it's already scary before the puppet do you the giant snake in the basement out of this whole episode it would have been equally as terrifying Mm -hmm. i will say i thought it was very strange how graceful this girl was jumping out of a building um i was a little confused for a second i'm like is there does she have a certain way about her that she was able to just so gracefully like jump off of a roof and run away (laughs) Um, but she was normal (laughs) maybe in season seven she comes back and we don't know it (laughs) Allie the like 27 year old uh potential (laughs) she could be she was she was so close too um god I hate this episode so fucking much I like every time I want to say something I'm like it's just sad it's just like kind of sad because like you said it's too real I'm trying to watch Buffy not an episode of SVU and yet here we are Especially when they actually grab her and they're like dragging her back and her legs are just like, oh, just, oh. like mm-hmm. it's, it's so traumatic to watch. Then next day at school, uh, Cordelia is talking to one of her pretty much unnamed friends uh, <laughs> about laughing at anything a man might say and to always maintain eye contact because uh, that's how you get them. Uh, Buffy and Willow discuss Buffy's dreams about Angel and how frustrated they've been making her. Uh, Willow points out that she thinks that Buffy and Angel are perfect for each other. Uh, other than the fact that Angel's a vampire. Uh, she tells Buffy to ask him out for coffee. That way they can spend time together without uh, too much of a commitment. Uh, Cordelia then brags to Xander that she's dating a college guy. Uh, she points out that she is more sophisticated now because she's dating a Delta Zeta Kappa fraternity boy. Is is this whole season Willow's fault? She's like, just go out with him. Like, you guys Willow are weirdly into this. Um, I Maybe. She's a bit of a romantic, but I feel like she's also the one that would be just afraid enough of somebody like angel to like make buffy wake up <laughs> nah she's full-on moon eyes she's kind of star angel at this point <laughs> i don't think willow has ever had a single hesitation about angel like she's you know and even when you get into some of like the later stuff like she's always the one that's just like what angel like <laughs> all of her like angel related hesitation is like really funny like it's just about like him being like the funny things about him being a vampire like oh you're really old like you must have dated a lot of women or like later in this episode when she's like you don't have a reflection how do you shave like why are so these funny. The things about- willow is <laughs> so fun i unfortunately live at this point for the way that cordelia and xander interact they have a lot of chemistry that I think I ignored the first time around because then truly the first time around when they do get together I was like what 
like this is weird this came out of nowhere and now I'm like oh I was stupid I think because it was there the whole time and I just <laughs> was ignoring it <laughs> like it was right in front of my face I think they're they're kind of funny but they uh are. I actually kind of like them together yeah <laughs> even though Cordelia is way too good for him but yeah not in this episode no like this is definitely like hashtag not my Cordelia because like what were you doing in this episode like girl remember when like you literally like went like this to Jesse in the first episode I want that Cordelia back this one what what she thinks that because he's rich and older than her that that's uh like that makes the man and honestly that kind of doesn't really change right <laughs> like, I mean even when she gets to Angel she's kind of at the beginning at least you know when she's still thinking about things like dating and not splitting head pain uh like this is what she is still kind of like she's like oh well he's a well-connected man that's mm-hmm. it like this is sort of who she always is in a way she does not except learn for, no from this episode <laughs> no <laughs> well she does at the end for like a second but about I guess four seconds last. yeah but that's 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 hashtag my cordelia she learns for about four seconds and then that's about it yeah, cordelia <laughs> at the, end of the episode respect respect <laughs> and then probably not again for a while <laughs> yeah i have a feeling we're about to backpedal immediately next episode love you girl but no no uh in the library giles presses buffy to train harder but she just wants to be a teenager uh later that afternoon cordelia's boyfriend richard the frat guy uh comes by the school to see cordelia and his friend tom becomes interested in buffy cordelia introduces buffy to them and tom invites her to their party but she turns him down claiming that she's involved with someone uh giles calls buffy over and she leaves i really enjoyed this i enjoy buffy and giles in this whole episode i think we're really heading towards a dynamic that sort of I think is like fully established by like lie to me but I think this is like a good like this is a good table setting for for that that it's very like we're in the paternal thing but it's also like like I like that he tries to I don't know like hype her up about being the slayer and that it's like how many people your age can say this is a very depressing like job that she has but he's like how many people your age can say that they have a purpose like at 16 and she's like literally no one it's fucking terrible (laughs) but then I think about him and I'm like this was the only like this has always been his purpose and duty in his life too like Mm -hmm. he if anybody almost gets her in that vein not in the vein of like I'm one there's one of me and I'm slated to die and there will always be one behind me like he kind of gets it in the duty sense but I also like that she just like doesn't want to do it and she's trying to pout and he's like this close so just being like fine don't don't come train shut up like leave me alone (laughs) just not making that face (laughs) I love him my man unfortunately then you guys talk about these fucking frat boys. This is what I don't want to talk about at all. <laughs> I really, I loved when initially Buffy was like, um, no, I don't want to meet any frat guys. And I was like, yes, this is the energy. Keep this energy forever. Keep this energy. And it's, then yeah, Cordelia just like dropped, like, I was just like, what? Like, like, since when is this Buffy's problem? Like, what? It, 
really annoying when like Xander is right from afar about like he's always right for the wrong reason like he's right with the wrong intentions like he'll be like oh like you shouldn't go out with Angel and like theoretically he's right just never for the right reasons he's like you shouldn't go talk to those frat boys not because he thinks it's a bad thing to go talk to a 22 year old boy and you're a 16 year old girl like no he he just thinks it's wrong because he isn't a, a wealthy older guy with a nice car who lives in a nice frat house he just is a piece of shit and Willow's just like go talk to them I'm like girl <laughs> oh to talk literally please go say hello to Oz so I can't I can't listen to you do this shit anymore <laughs> I really can't it's it's so annoying that Xander continues to be like so avidly against Buffy talking to men because we do have those cute moments like the one we started with where they're just being buds and everything's cool that's like why do we have to keep recycling his bs about like Buffy don't make eye contact with another man it makes me jealous for no reason no valid reason right mm-hmm. if he could have just been like hey those guys are like older and this is douchey and there's no reason they should be like hanging around a high school to pick up girls when they're literally in college and there are college girls on campus like right there for them like something's off this is not right but i almost wouldn't have believed it coming out of his mouth though because i would have just assumed oh, he no. had that would have been interesting. So I wish Willow like, would have said it. Willow <laughs> she doesn't, or she doesn't get to this point for another 10, 15 minutes anyway. Anybody. I mean, and what's funny, I know we're not there yet, but like what's funny is the only person that has any sense in this episode is like kind of Angel. <laughs> Which you know, he like, has a lot of nonsense one. too. Yeah. He's <laughs> the only one like warning her, like, hey, dating older guys, not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> and yet- a whole hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, give it like three weeks. He's like, please date me, but it is very spooky and dangerous to do so. Yeah. Like, I'll, well, I'll wait till we get there. But I was just like, where was this energy in season one, sir? <laughs> like, restrain yourself. We learned <laughs> nothing. We learned nothing from trying to date Angel. Because even when she was pre vampire, like before we knew, he was still a 26 year old man. Stop. We learn nothing from trying to date Miss French, who was probably like 25, like a recent grad, but also a, a praying mantis. I don't know, but like <laughs> probably, right? She's probably like, like a she's young. 45. What? They styled her poorly. But I know. I, was I know. Assuming... 90s hairstyles are like a hot mess. I was assuming she was a teacher. It was the haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming she's like a teacher in her 20s. I I guess. But I was gonna say I, we had this we had this conversation off off mic the other day about how Cordelia and Miss Callender are played by actresses who are in fact the same age <laughs> um it, it's the haircut it's, it's really the haircut like Buffy doesn't look 16 in this episode because they did her hair weird like, it did her like really weird. Vera Farmiga <laughs> Bates Motel no for no Kate's favorite reference today <laughs> Vera in conclusion, we learned still nothing. I just don't understand. I know that's the point, right? The metaphor is like, don't date this old man, please. But how many times do we have to learn it? Let's talk about it. Uh, (laughs) At night, during patrol. Fun fact, this is the first episode that it's referred to as patrol and patrolling. And we will never call it anything else Mm -hmm. ever again after that. Uh, Fun little trivia for you. Um, Buffy encounters Angel. Uh, He smells blood on a bracelet that Buffy finds on the ground. Uh, when Buffy asks Angel about getting coffee, Angel tells Buffy that their age difference is a problem and that she does not know what she wants in her life. 
Uh, she runs off and at school the next morning, she agrees to go to the frat party with Cordelia. This scene is very intense. And I'm like, stay away from her. You guys remember that that meme that was there? It was like a Demi Lovato Instagram comment where she was like, get a job. Stay away from her. Me talking about Angel at all times. Like, <laughs> her. It's so like, I, I again will continue to question. There will be a turning point, I think, where I'm like, yeah, Buffy and Angel, get it. But like, all they do so far is remind us over and over again that you're a kid and I'm t- over 200 years old. Every single episode, I think, every time we've seen him so far this season, he's saying, <laughs> I'm really old and you're a little kid. I think he's wow. mostly just trying to convince himself, like, you're 16 and I'm 241, because clearly he wants it. He got up in her freaking face in this episode and was like, said something about kissing. I totally forgot that that line was from this episode when she says, when you kiss me, I want to die. Mm-hmm. I, of everything that happens in this stupid fucking penis snake episode, <laughs> that line, like, where is <laughs> oh, It's God. such a an intense moment. I mean, the whole episode has intense moments, but this is like a different vibe of intensity. This is plot intense. The lot. rest of it is also a different kind snake. of line for him. Well, he's just grabbing her, like horny, yeah. angry, screaming at her. Sir, you're attacking a child. For I guess we've established that she's into that from here on out. Like, True. Yeah, this is like dark romance like at its finest like let's just admit like this is what's going on to all of those who hated season six we were laying the foundation right starting now (laughs) i'm still in denial (laughs) i don't want to think about it (laughs) um Um, yeah i don't know it's just too much at least he i don't know i feel like angel i'm here for it I'm here. I'm I'm in. I'm in. But like, (laughs) I will admit, this is my toxic trait. I'm totally in here. But like, I just wish that he tried like 10% harder to resist, you know, and maybe that would have happened if there were like actually 22 episodes in season one. Um, But like, I just feel like he literally has like one moment of like, ah, I thought about this all day and I just think this is wrong. And then immediately goes in to kiss her. And then we have like this episode, like, I think he's been maybe kind of staying away the first few episodes, you know, like, like, okay, I'm going to give her space because I know that this isn't right. But then this episode, he's just like, I think I'll just try to scare her. And then immediately turns around and is like, let's go get coffee. Like, it's like, it's, it's so much. It's, this is um, their whole dynamic. It's, it's, it always will be. It will literally never change. I would have appreciated like, get the fuck out of my face and then they make out like four <laughs> seconds like it's so annoying. I would have, I would I appreciate him. it more if he if we just all pretended it was fine to be honest because the show actively being like this is kind of nasty and then doing it anyway. Why why do that to us? I have Let's to all, say all be ignorant. <laughs> I have to say I definitely forgot how many times they're just like we shouldn't do this. This is inappropriate. <laughs> I then absolutely don't. forgot. Then don't. It's, You're 241 years old. Or just don't, don't say it. <laughs> because we never say it again about anybody else. It only mattered this one time. Anya's like 900 when she's going mm. out with 18-year-old Xander. Well, it's okay because he's a boy. So Bro, it's not creepy when you're not weird. But, but we don't, even when like Buffy's what, like 20 by the time all the Spike stuff happens in like season six. So it's like that's not that old. No, <laughs> there's honestly, old 
no difference really between 20 year old Buffy. I mean, I will, it's not so much that like you're 20 and like, you don't know anything and you know, like you're too whatever to be with like somebody older. It's just about life experience. So I will say at this point, Buffy has died twice and like, you know, skipping out of season six, she has died twice. And, um, you know, like, been like a single mom and a homeowner (laughs) she had to like figure out what the mortgage is save the world pay taxes and shit like that that so so stupid i can't wait (laughs) true once you pay property taxes you can sleep with whoever you want (laughs) if you pay property taxes no man is off limits to you now you've got the whole range everything above dead undead i mean (laughs) she is not 20 when she's 20 yeah, you know I mean, well like, wait, is she the, wait, i don't know i just picked an age 20 <laughs> is she 22 she's probably like, she 21. Like 22 hold on she goes to the first two years of college right and kind then she of? dies mm-hmm. yeah because season yeah. four and five she's in college season Even six riley is old wait like, he's in grad so school true. and she's a freshman that's also inappropriate like, but like he's a ta we're yeah. we're coming from like 241 year old vampire to like he's 22 okay like the the daddy okay. issues are just relentless here just <laughs> absolutely relentless true unfortunately let's um, focus on the frat boys because that's straightforward <laughs> yeah speaking of daddy issues um Buffy lies to Giles about why she can't uh patrol or look into anything regarding uh the half of a bracelet covered or that had once touched blood because there's no blood on it uh that uh she and angel found in the cemetery uh will and Xander are a little upset with her about lying to giles but uh they don't rat on her immediately nice of them uh mm-hmm. xander decides he's gonna go to the party while will decides that she's gonna help giles um giles and willow discover that the bracelet is from kent preparatory school just outside of sunnydale uh several girls have gone missing over the past few years right around the same time uh which is uh the school is located near where buffy's partying willow knows this obviously giles doesn't um angel appears in the library asks about buffy uh willow reveals that buffy's at the party uh all of this is happening as buffy goes to this party with cordelia who coached her on what to wear and then she wore black anyway and cordelia wore something else which i thought was funny she's like don't wear black and then buffy's wearing black um (laughs) just they go to this party everyone's just handing out drinks and slow dancing at a frat party which is not what a frat party is like (laughs) i have to question if the people who wrote this have ever been to a frat party i'm gonna go with no because you know, I we know about that's why like the scene when uh xander when he sneaks in to protect buffy at the frat yeah. party and the other part the other guys in the frat figure out that he's a crasher so they put women's clothes on him and they make him dance and whatever i bet that happened to joss whedon i bet that's one of those things where it's like <laughs> not that exactly but like he got like hazed one of my notes literally was like more hazing Xander, please. <laughs> like, <laughs> hate this man like absolute dog shit. Please. That was weird. trying to snitch on her was so annoying. <laughs> Why is he feeling the need to protect her? She's the slayer. It's just too much. I know he wants to like make sure she's not hooking up 
and that's why he went but like come on this is pretending he wants to protect her willow even calls him out and is like she's like okay this is one of those moments where willow should have like really like ripped him to shreds like she does every eight episodes (laughs) (laughs) she really does but we also had willow's iconic screaming at giles and angel when they when they question buffy's reason for lying to them and willow's like screaming at giles for pushing buffy too hard and yelling at angel for stringing buffy along and then not making time to hang out with her and then she's like i don't feel better let's go (laughs) oh my god (laughs) felt because i was waiting for one of them to be like do you feel better and she's like no shut the fuck up and let's go go get her let's go seriously it's so fucking funny and this whole thing at the frat party like buffy takes the drink from that guy tom after she had told him you know like i'm involved and whatever and he's like you know she's like oh because you're seeing someone and she's like oh someone's not seeing me but okay you're sad about angel so you're taking strange drinks from a guy you that's like the first thing you learn when you're like at any age in like dare when you're like 14 i know buffy's only 16 but like you're telling me you've never seen an after school special like they were hot that back then come on you think joyce in all of her parenting books never sat buffy down and was like we have to talk about this because i know that you're probably going to go to a party you think buffy in la never went to a fucking party Buffy's where there was alcohol been to parties old buffy went to parties all the time there was definitely alcohol there like i don't understand isn't it just girl 101 knowledge you never ever take a drink from anybody if you didn't see what was put in it or you know like you didn't you never i i just like i can't wrap my head around her like being this dumb like i just the can't the first thing that anyone literally ever said to me like when i was like 16 like one of my older like cousins was like even if you're drinking something out of a bottle like just put your thumb in the top of the bottle like at all like you you should never just be walking around with something open you should never take anything that anybody hand you at random like mm-hmm. and you you don't want to be i don't want to be victim blaming but i'm like girl be for real right now because I know, I, know I know somebody told you <laughs> like obviously not to do none this. of this was deserved by her and not her fault but it's just like i don't understand how there wasn't the most basic common sense being used. things can be not your fault and you can also well, make like, good choices can, like, <laughs> it's just the sad truth it's like the sad yeah. truth of just like being a girl in society yeah. where they're like you have to carry your keys in your hand and lock mm-hmm. your doors the second you get in your car and all that stuff where it's like everyone's horrible and we are we have to learn to do our best even though it sucks it's obviously these guys fault because they're literally like fucking Mm -hmm. kidnapping girls to sacrifice them to a penis snake in the basement like it's obviously their fault that all this is going on however and i'm not mad at her i'm not being blamey but i'm also like girl make one good choice here right any when good choice when buffy is sad and pissy she makes literally every risky choice you could <laughs> ever make all at once it's but yeah true. it is weird because you would think she would have you would think her and cordelia would have more street more experience because they are supposedly going to like little rich bougie parties and like right like cordelia strikes me as like definitely a party girl 
um you know like she's dated older guys before older guys tend to have friends who are older and older brothers and so like the thought that she hasn't been to like a party like this before is kind of like what really and also like the fact that they're literally on the other side of the cemetery so this is like a a college that's like across the street essentially from like the high school so the overlap of high school students going to the college parties is probably pretty high and like you're telling me Cordelia no like this she knows and like the whole like this is how you laugh to get a guy girl you have had no trouble getting a guy this entire show and even except in like Owen. pre except Owen I was just for, gonna say for that Owen. that's true <laughs> Owen and Angel the two that got away <laughs> and that one time when she wanted to thank Xander for saving her, her life and he was like excuse me I'm talking to Willow talking to Willow like <laughs> Well, Cordelia wants to make out with you. Like, go. I know, like, you're so dumb. Turn your head. Go, go in. Be for real. <laughs> really, immediately. Be for real. But okay, so maybe Cordelia can't get every guy, but like, I think she still has a pretty good batting average. And so, you, <laughs> you only with- hit the ball one out of three times that you're up there. You're still going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, like, what She's- is this with like the having to laugh? <laughs> She's just trying to impress older men. She knows how to impress boys. I think this Mm. is her trying to like skill. This is a new skill set. It's the same exact skill set. Impressing a guy at 16 and at 24 is the same exact thing. (laughs) (laughs) True. Like don't be don't be 16 when you impress the 24-year-old. Be 24. Yeah. Be 24. Don't yeah. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, this okay. is our PSA to uh, be careful at parties. Yes. Watch out for each other we... and don't go to. Don't get honestly. Just don't go to frat parties. But also, especially if you're a teenager, just also sit, go with people you trust. Just sit and drink a lot of wine with your friend and watch Buffy in your room. Watch, yeah. watch we turned out TV. just fine. We turned out just fine. Is right. <laughs> if you're going to a frat party go with people you actually trust who are not going to leave you behind if you all come together you all leave together yeah this is a random lore thing right so buffy can have the absolute living shit beat out of her in some episodes other episodes she gets knocked out on a dime okay but i was interested to see that the drugs worked the same on her Mm. that they did on on the regular gals thought that was i'm like i've never thought about like her strength in terms of her like metabolism was it like a shot that he handed her or was it like a whole ass drink because like like a little drink drink but i mean i was was it like was she roofied like i looked like it. she wakes up really quickly from it is is the only reason i'm questioning it i mean maybe it just wasn't a very strong see this is you're right about this because like she stumbles up to the room and she like falls onto the bed and she's knocked out and then he touches her Richard touches her and Tom gets up there and he pulls him off you know says that the girls aren't for him they're for the greater good for the one they serve and um Cordelia is obviously laying unconscious on the floor um why yeah you're right why did it work the same on her that it worked on Cordelia because everything else yeah Although maybe Cordelia's been up there a lot longer. Maybe. Well, she also took a drink before Buffy did. Like she took a drink the minute she got there. And so Buffy seemed to have waited a while. Presumably- she didn't take a drink until Tom said she was mature. Yeah. So like maybe we could guess that she's been there like an hour before maybe. she's roofied. I don't know. Like 
When Buffy and Cordelia wake up, they find themselves chained in a basement as an offering for a demon named Makita. Makita, who cares? Along with Callie, the girl who tried to escape the frat house, uh, Cordelia is chosen to be the first victim, but Buffy distracts the demon and breaks out of her chains just in time. Let's um, see, as I said before, the nefarious goings on of a fraternity basement are much more familiar to me as a, is that a, a person that went to frat parties. I was too, They said it was downstairs. Yeah, so it's probably it's not a, a real basement. Like a, a cavern. That's oh, a hole. That's a basement. Like, it's a, it's a, that's what a basement is. <laughs> a basement is just a hole. That's true. It's, it's a it's hole in the unfinished. It's an unfinished. It's a basement. very unfinished. This is a real kind of, unfinished basement. This actually reminds me when I was a kid, we had like when we moved into our house, like we had like a little like hole in the basement like in the cement thing and we used to like dig in there and I remember like at one point my parents were like you shouldn't do that because like a snake might come out. <laughs> no they foretold <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> this that's uh crazy. yeah this seemed wild it's this the... girl I wanted more of her she seemed funny this, <laughs> this Callie? What do you think they're doing to us now yeah <laughs> this reminds me of when when ass. Xander's with when Xander is knocked out by Miss French and the other guys down there, and he's like, "What do you think is going to happen down here? <laughs> we're not just down here for fun. Like we're going to die. Like, <laughs> but also, if we're first going to have sex with us and then die. Like, and then we're going to die. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. That's what this felt like. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised that they didn't like. They weren't also going to be like mated with, but I feel like. I feel like they could not do that in this episode because this was already like really going very far. He, and well, I the feel guy like is also it, like, yeah, shape the guy wanted penis. to. What? It's all. It looks like a penis. It's a penis. The thing oh, looks no. like a yeah. penis with a body. Right. So there's really no. Yeah. It was all there. This is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was all there. They, they definitely <laughs> didn't have to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. To, to, and the douchey. The openly douchey guy, I should say. The openly douchey guy wanted to also sexually Richard, assault Buffy. Cordelia's boyfriend. Ah, uh, yes. Dan from Charmed. Dan from Charmed. Lucky from down, General Hospital. <laughs> was down Dead to sexually bond. assault them. But the other guy was like, no, that's for our penis friend to do. He's going to eat that. No. Yeah, whatever. But um, um, is there lore? Like, did we, I feel like we didn't get enough lore. Like, why is, is, does it have to be teenage girls? Why can't you just get someone from your college? what is going on i think Um, they just are like these girls are around they seem i was like wondering too like i was like amenable there's something where what they seem amenable yeah (laughs) well i was like does it do they need to be like virgins or or is it just that like they have a weird pedo thingy and but we really don't get any answer. I think the only thing, because we don't get any actual lore on this, I think it's really just a matter of like high school girls to them are easily manipulable, manipulable, mm. but they can, they can easily, manip- <laughs> easily manipulated. <laughs> yes. Again, They're we easily learned- manipulated in the eyes of the fraternity brothers. Yeah. I'm we not learned saying that high school from- girls are easily manipulated. But. Yeah. We learned that from Miss French and we had to learn it again. The youth, yeah, I guess can, so. the youth can be manipulated by adults because the adults are good at grooming, more, more experienced, yeah, and can use that against these kids. But mm-hmm. icky, icky. After Willow's big outbursts, that I forgot that they were fucking virgins, literally all of them. Uh, after Willow's big outbursts in the library, she and Angel and Giles head to the frat party and meet up with Xander, 
who was standing outside in a weird robe that he found in the trash after he was thrown out of the frat party. Uh, they enter the house, beat up a couple of frat guys. Uh, Willow realizes that the girls are in the basement and they enter as Buffy fights Tom. Uh, Buffy gets the sword, cuts the demon in half. The frat guys are arrested. Don't know. What, <laughs> how did you explain this one to the police? Um, though Giles is not entirely happy that Buffy lied to him. He realizes that he's been pushing Buffy too hard and promises to take it a little easier on her from now on um i hate watching random human men hit buffy i something about it just really pisses me off he's just a guy that Mm -hmm. they carved some shit into his chest or branded him or whatever and i hate it it just makes what if it was a demon i it would care so much less because it was just a human guy it really pissed me off (laughs) because we don't know all we know about this thing is that they feed it it doesn't like give them powers as guys mm-hmm. i think that it oh you mean like making him stronger well she is he's just a guy chained yeah but you know what i mean like he's just a guy yeah and he but, just I mean, punched her in the face can, and well, pissed me I off mean, so bad it's still mm-hmm. gonna i mean it's still gonna hurt like i don't know no like, you know what i mean like i'm just like there's no like the audacity for that oh yeah he just, no, like went up there and was that. like she's chained up and i'm gonna punch her in the face because yeah. she's just no, a he's a stupid woman wuss that i'm sacrificing needs, to the snake yeah. penis and he yeah. needs her i mean at least he needs her to be chained up to even get a hit in so xander's really funny just like beating up these frat guys for making fun of him mm. he's always the one that gets to have like the weird catharsis of the thing happening to him yeah. he's just like oh they put a bra <laughs> on me and i just like beat up the drunk frat guy this scene was very chaotic and very funny. It's really funny. Because <laughs> everybody's sort of running around, screaming. Yeah, like, what's going on? Like, it was fun to see Angel involved. Like, he's yeah. going to get more involved in the group for a minute there. Um, and I Because, did, like, he I, should. Like, like when Willow's, like, kind of fawning over, like, you know, he went out, girl. I'm like, yeah, I'm with you there. <laughs> he's like, and they have Buffy. It's like, Willow's- okay, go get her, go get Willow- her. Is fucked up. Willow might be more fucked up than Buffy because Willow's out here like, yeah, he's so hot because he was willing to go rampage murder undead man on everyone. It's like Willow. This is a great Willow episode. Like Angel about his reflection and how he shaves, Willow yelling at everybody, Willow being like so obsessed with Buffy and Angel as a like she's just like strips them like a little. She's just like (laughs) Like they're her little dolls, and they're like, no, dude, why are you guys just kids? Like, what? We it, haven't used an MVP in a while, and I feel like Willow is Willow. Willow, <laughs> Willow is the MVP of this episode. Number one, <laughs> all her dialogue, everything ties this whole episode together. But it's the only part of this episode that I really enjoy. Yeah, she's really funny in it. And at one point, my favorite part of her continuously reminding them that they need to go down to the basement is that nobody mentions that Cordelia is down there ever they're just like buffy's in the basement buffy's in the basement buffy's gonna die nobody gives a fuck about poor cordelia <laughs> they never do they really don't which is why it's really funny that when buffy saves them and she's like really cordelia's like something weird always happens when i'm around you people. You, like, you brought her here dickhead it was your fault and she just like hugs angel they were setting me, me up i love her like flip from going like oh i love you guys thanks for saving me why is it always you <laughs> get away <laughs> You're and right. then when she's like, and you are going to jail for a million years. Like, so funny. Somehow they do in fact go to jail. I guess I don't understand. They're just the human. They're human. But they're like guys. what? 
but like they dragged everybody out i guess like did buffy have to testify in court like what is this like outside (laughs) outside of the um (laughs) is this like outside i'm trying to think of like a real time when like there wasn't like these are just people worshiping a demon like the Mm -hmm. the villain was these guys as opposed to yeah. like we saw the demon and then we killed the demon like, like a second very talk. anticlimactic but you know what i'm saying like which she was a witch like she was putting a spell on them mm-hmm. and teacher's pet she was a big bug like you know there was always this is like the first time when it's like they're just mm-hmm. people so we sort of had Nightmares. to put them somewhere i guess but even that had like a they got stuck in a there was like a supernatural thing happening but like there was just like a human bad guy in the end. Oh, yeah. I already forget what Nightmares was about. That's crazy. Because I the literally coached Billy, the little boy up. The coach that beat up oh, the kids. Yeah, it was just because like, he lost a game. It was yeah. definitely something else. Yeah. But I guess technically point. it was the manifestations of that that was right. the bad guy. It was like the kid's subconscious was yeah. evil. Like his oh, I guess happened. Like see, I how how quickly I forget because out of mind, out of sight, she's a literal person that just turns invisible. Oh, by that's accident. true. But 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 at the end, she, I think the difference is because she does become invisible, she actually is supernatural at the end. Yeah. So, okay. so physics, I guess that makes that sense. Was, that was all physics. That well, was. actually, this is a really, <laughs> this is actually an important conversation to be having for like later. Cause we actually kind of started this with the pack, like when Xander is possessed, cause it's like, okay, so like you're still human. You know, like you were just possessed and like the things that you did were like because of hyena possession and not things that you would normally be doing. And once the hyena is out of you, you're human again, where like these guys were acting on their own as humans evil. And then you have like, because I just think this is going to pop up again when we need to talk about this with Angel later. And then this is also an issue with Oz. So I part of me was also thinking like that this is very much like the. And they don't talk about it a lot here, but it's very much like sins of their father shit with these guys because like mm-hmm. they would never be like this if it weren't for like their dads and their grandfathers and their great grandfathers that were all in this fraternity and sacrificing girls to this fucking demon. But like yeah. we don't know why that started. All we know is that they found bodies. Like when we go to the bronze in the last scene, like all we know is they found bodies dating back 50 years, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy because I'm like, wasn't the thing eating them? Like we're really talking about. Was it Where, why? Wait, I guess were, um remains of unless some kind. it wasn't eating them. <sighs> Not explained. Big penis. Big penis snake. Tried to monster. Penis, but I didn't realize that it would have like a torso. Like I forgot. I forgot it was like half man, it. half yeah. snake. Horrific. Horrific. There's another penis monster, right? In like season six. Also I'm sure there's season several. Three penises yeah. big worms taking over the city like, i feel like angel has a i feel like angel has a worm angel definitely had a worm this is the such best, a fun sentence i feel like angel had a worm <laughs> come on oh yeah he's it. a big yeah. snake we've got like, plenty she literally of... calls it out too it's, it's like true so, so good funny. but this one um, it maybe was the least penis like because he also was torso it was like the centaur snake type situation well half also... snake half man I think this was interesting too, like the placements of things in this episode, like in the house. So like when Buffy is passing out, like she's unconscious and she literally goes upstairs, you know, when this is happening. And usually 
in symbolism and how symbolism um the upstairs is going to be like your subconscious and then the basement is like your like desires and like your suppressed you know things like that so yeah so it kind of makes sense that like she when she's like unconscious and she's like not fully there she goes upstairs but then when you know she's being like dragged into this like disgusting you know penis metaphor thingy like it's it's happening in the basement and like you have to kind of like look out in buffy for like what happens in basements sometimes (laughs) in the last uh in the last scene here after an indeterminate amount of time, uh, everyone gathers at the bronze where Cordelia has changed her standards once again, is now advocating for dating men her own age, holding uh, a newspaper at the nightclub. Uh, Xander reveals that <laughs> the Delta Zeta Kappas have been sentenced to consecutive life sentences and that the bodies of past victims dating back 50 years have been found. Additionally, many corporations founded by uh, former Delta Zetas have suffered because of the fraternity's inability to feed makaida makita whatever uh at that moment angel appears asks, asks buffy if she would like to get coffee with him sometime she agrees says she'll let him know um i love that we're operating on like law and order time where it's like it's been like one day and all of the fraternity <laughs> members are going to prison forever and also everybody uh, pled that night we never had to testify in court <laughs> this was, was uh, no bail it was just straight to jail you know forever. like these assholes too would like drag on they have like the best lawyers ever my father will hear about this i think because makita makita whatever whatever the sacrifices (laughs) is is what keeps them lucky and i think Mm. like rich and like because they said like afterwards like all these guys that were in these like high power positions like unalive themselves or quit or whatever they like and it's like their luck immediately went out so maybe they can't Maybe all their, you know, bank True. accounts. All their stocks. Yeah, all the their stocks, stocks fell. Tanked. Everything's um, fine. So maybe they can't afford any lawyers right now. Yeah, they were day trading and it all went really, really I like bad. that this was like, they're like one random like patriarchy comment here at the end where it's like, and then the big penis snake fell and so, and so did all of these powerful men. Yay, we did it, I guess. I <laughs> love- defeated the patriarchy yet again as we did in season one. Once again, and yet- here we it's here just, we still remain keep playing back oh this reminds me i like one of my notes for this episode was um you took notes this is i didn't <laughs> <laughs> somebody took notes this I was kind of my notes. own okay when i say notes i mean note this is my well <laughs> let's be for real um <laughs> with this episode i don't have a whole lot to, it, you don't have to have any media comprehension to know what this episode is about um so but it was interesting that like we just had Spike and Drew show up and just be like, F this, we're done with all this boring ass ritual and being old fashioned and like, you know, and like we've had like all season one, this sort of idea of like the tie of the old and ritual and like sort of like religion, right, to the patriarchy, like that was so much like the thing with the master. And then we have Spike and Drusilla show up and they're like, yeah, F this, we're moving in. We have feelings. We love each other. We're like multifaceted, like whatever. And, you know, and like they get rid of everything old fashioned. And then the next time we see something really ritualistic and like weirdly religious is with these patriarchy guys like all over again so i just thought that was kind of an interesting callback to like a lot of what we saw in season one and like thank god we're moving away from it because i'm so sick of it like 
I miss Spike and Drusilla. Where are they? I really wish we that need like, them. even if they weren't going to be like the big bads for this episode or even have like, I wish they at least had just like one scene. Like, mm-hmm. couldn't you see Spike like hovering around like all creepy, like the frat house and then like kind of like going in and seeing Makita and being like, oh, nice. And then be like, you know, like walking I away. <laughs> I think this show really gets that right in like season three and season five. Like you see the mayor like sort of intermittently throughout Mm -hmm. the season. And then in season five, you see Gloria a lot, just sort of in these like random little, I love it. You you follow her art just as much as there. I think they really like didn't quite, like they really were learning how to have like a a season baddie. I was going to say this episode, or even just like, they're really trying to figure out in a way that they didn't really do at all in season one and you see it pretty heavily here like in that we're moving we were talking about this earlier and that this episode at least moved the Buffy and Angel plot along mm-hmm. a little um the they don't have it yet in the way that it in the the structurally they don't have it yet in the way that they get really good at weaving the big plot and the stupid little stuff that we're doing every week we don't know how we're getting there this is a little flash in the pan moment yeah we almost have it we i think again me referencing three and five because they're two of my favorites but i feel like they knew how to do it by then i think they were learning here reason that it's maybe not happening as well as it should be this season is because we haven't actually established who the big bad is because they have um, not emerged yet. Yes, it's a surprise, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's like, and we haven't. I feel like we haven't decided. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. We we haven't decided that like Spike. I feel like we haven't decided that the bads can be like characters, like Spike and Drusilla. Right. We know in hindsight that like they weren't even, or at least Spike wasn't even supposed to last the whole season, and we will find out that he does Wait, <laughs> last the whole season. Was he wasn't supposed to be on the whole season. Uh, that the part later where he gets paralyzed I believe he was supposed to just die oh so it's like I feel like they haven't made sense because it would have just made room for Angel to emerge and like I feel like they haven't committed yet to you know the bads are going to be just as developed as our our Scoobies and honestly famously like behind the scenes story of this whole show is that like James Marsters tested well and that pissed Joss Whedon off really bad because he didn't want to write Spike. He had no interest in keeping Spike around for as long as he did. And it, he was just like not down for the whole yeah. keeping Spike. Joss Whedon, through. famously not down for improvisation um, in any way. Oh, no, not at <laughs> Do not all. change his plans. Okay. No. That's Don't like word everybody that was writing at the same. Amy Sherman Palladino, if you said uh instead of the you had to do the whole Gilmore okay but she probably thing. wasn't physically threatening no but she was very imposing with those stupid hats that she wears all the time <laughs> you see her in them dumbass top hats what are you doing are you fucking Harry Houdini shut the fuck up I just can't I don't want to talk about this episode <laughs> <laughs> I hate it they they almost had it we're getting there we're figuring it out yeah Next week will be better. Next week I will hope. be better. I will say. I don't remember. <laughs> I like this better than Inca Mummy Girl. The I bar is in hell, but <laughs> this was better for me. Yes, I agree. I think it was better. Um, 
B plot. And I B hate them better. equally. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's <why>. true though. <laughs> The B plot is at least a little more. Everyone else is a little more fun in this one. I had a lot of time. I had a lot of very high fun. Quality. This one is watching very funny. Willow just talk. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> the the B plot in the last episode was basically Willow being like, "I have a cool costume," and and like, "Oh, Xander Oz. spending a lot of time with Ampata," and Oz being like, "Who's that girl?" God, we <laughs> still like, don't even e see plot. him for a grip. The like E plot of the episode is Oz having heart eyes for Willow. <laughs> the thing that annoys me about like this point in this season is like the way that we've just sort of and it happens a lot in season one too especially like when we talk about how angel would just like disappear for episodes like all of the fun recurring characters are just not around at all mm-hmm. we haven't mm-hmm. seen Connor in two weeks we won't see her again next week we meet oz for like three seconds and then he disappears most enjoyable three seconds of the episode <laughs> i would i'm inclined to agree and then i mean he's in the next episode but like yeah even that is like you have the same line too who's that girl correct my favorite of the buffy verse boyfriends yeah oh no he is True. top tier the nice top tier i wish he's he was age in this appropriate he's, he's nice appropriate. he's smart he's, he's in a band in a band he's there you go he's feminist he's not threatened by like women who are taller than him or stronger than him <laughs> true true he's not he emasculated by women. he doesn't get jealous when you talk to other guys like he doesn't even break up with you when you make out with other guys <laughs> he only gets <laughs> mad if you like cheat on him okay That's, but even he's then, like whatever even then, he like works through his shit he's like therapizing himself and he's like okay i'm gonna forgive you he's also conscientious about sex he's not just like let's get it like he actually wants to like you know be emotional and be ready for it himself even though he's had it but like oh, god tier god tier boyfriend material <laughs> we'll never see anything like it again <laughs> true we'll never see anything like it again is right yeah god we've tangentized so, so much so far um i think we're we're done uh the thank criminal God. justice system swiftly took care of this one for us so we think <laughs> we thank the sunnydale police department <laughs> and this one time attorney. i stand with the police <laughs> <laughs> they did real good this time the one and only time yeah. We like actively showed them be ironically be like super shady just like two episodes ago. The oh, police right. and everything. But this one time they were like, I think no. because Makita is not in on the plan of of the other True. extra evil going on. This is like a sub evil plot that the bigger evil is yeah, like. These guys are like, like what the hell do you mean there's a big snake under the frame? Yeah, we're like, I'm sorry, we have a big snake already. We cannot have two snakes. The snake has to go. All go to jail immediately. Like <sighs> Yeah, it was a game so. on PCP. <laughs> My favorite part of that episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so there you go. Reptile Boy, we did it. They did it. We survived. Throw it in the trash. It was fine. Never and it thought was, of again. <laughs> it was a one of those episodes that the metaphor is barely a metaphor. And um, it was, I will give them props, I guess, taking it way more seriously than they took season one yeah this was not played for laughs because it happened to a girl Mm. true 
which I mean, it never should be played for laughs, but I'm, I am extra glad that it wasn't played for laughs because again, it was not metaphorized. It was right there. So here you go. If you, (laughs) (laughs) if you would like to stay engaged with us, you can follow us on all social media at bbbuffypod. You can also chat with us in our pod club on the Fable app. Just check out our links in the description. And if you enjoyed this, recommend it to a friend who loves a good penis metaphor. They are plenty. (laughs) The phallically named Spike. It's just you again. (laughs) If you want a good phallic episode, this is it. (laughs) 